Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits Kentucky. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. You had a great time with family and friends and just everything went well and you got to just celebrate in style. we got a great episode for you this week as we talk with Fraser History Museum in Louisville about some of the cool programs they got going on. But first, some news and notes from around Kentucky. Congratulations go out to Wise Bird Cider in Lexington for being named number six on Southern Living Magazine's 14 Best Cider Breweries. The magazine highlighted the Distillery District Spots membership offering, online shop, and mule cider kit. In addition to their drinks, you also need to check out their little fork food truck that's on site too. And it just announced that it will start that it is serving brunch on Sundays from noon till three. So go check that out when you're in Lexington. The Tailspin Ale Festival announced it will take flight on Saturday, March 4th, 2023. It will be the 10th anniversary for the Craft Beer Festival, which features more than 250 beers at Historic Bowman Field in Louisville. Early bird tickets for $45 will be available at several several Evergreen Liquors locations around Louisville on from Thursday, December 1st to Sunday, December 3rd. You can get more information at the Tailspin Ale Fest website. And last but not least, the Western Kentucky Distilling Company announced the groundbreaking of a new $30 million facility in Beaver Dam, Kentucky. The 100% Kentucky-owned distillery is scheduled to open in mid-2023 as the first official distillery in Ohio County, Kentucky. It will bring jobs and quality bourbon and rye whiskey to Western Kentucky with an initial investment of $22 million, with a phase two expected to bring the total investment upwards to upwards of $30 million. The distillery will launch under the leadership of eighth-generation distiller and Kentuckian Jacob Call, who was most recently at Green River. Uh, he will serve as the COO and master distiller alongside Kentucky native and president of the distillery, J.D. Edwards. The distillery will focus on contract distilling to start with signature brands and a visitor center down the road. So look for more uh, coming out of there. But like I said, up next is our Q&A with Fraser History Museum in Louisville. Whether it's bourbon, as they're one of the official welcome, as they're the official welcome center on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, or, or their cool Kentucky exhibit, the museum really does have something for everyone. It's a pretty cool place, as you'll hear. That's next. Enjoy. Did you know Hops and Spirits is more than just this podcast? Check out hopspirits.com for our latest episode release, past episodes, interviews with interesting folks in the alcohol industry, and so much more. Just go to hopspirits.com. Feel free to wait until this podcast is done. Joining us here for our Q&A, they're from the Fraser Museum. One is the president and CEO, and that is Andy Trinan. Did I say that right? You got it. All right. And then we also have the product and program manager there at Fraser, Haley Hickey. Welcome in, guys. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, I appreciate you you joining us and, and taking some time to talk about all the cool things that you guys have going on there at the Fraser uh, History Museum, because it's I feel like it's so much more than what most would think that happens at a, at a museum when they, they hear that word. So um, I guess I'll start with the Cliff Notes version of the, the museum. I don't want to go too far into everything because we've got some questions, but just the Cliff Notes version for those that might not know where, what, you know, what all goes on there at the Fraser Museum. Yeah, and our staff would agree with you. We're more than just a classic museum. We operate really as an attraction, as a facility rental place, as a museum store and a parking lot. So we've got several different businesses that feed the museum side of it. Uh, but on the museum side, we are... Uh, we are where the world meets Kentucky. We are the ideal starting place for a tourism experience in the state of Kentucky. 
We air the, the Kentucky show. We have exhibits that are about Kentucky, including Cool Kentucky, which is more contemporary. It's Jennifer Lawrence and George Clooney and Johnny Depp and all these cool people from our state. Uh, and then and then much more history-oriented stuff. And we're also the official starting point of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, which, again, fuels that it starts here experience. Um, if you're coming to Kentucky for the Bourbon Trail, we help with concierge and, and helping you manage your trip around the state. Well, and to, to get us started, Haley, I guess let's talk about your role. And I believe you also have a second title that goes along with that product and program manager, right? I do. I do. I'm also the CMO and Unicorn Wrangler for Bourbon Limited, our members, uh, members club. Uh, we ship direct from distillery to consumer. And as Andy said, being the Kentucky, the official starting point for the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Um, we have so many amazing relationships with distilleries. So um, when House Bill 415 was passed and it allows us to ship direct to the consumer, the Fraser Museum is essentially the marketing arm for that. So we partnered up with distilleries. We're getting amazing, amazing um, exclusive bourbons, shipping them to our members and then doing events, um, hopefully what I would consider once in a lifetime events. Here's the box. This is what this is what shows up on your doorstep of the, an early version of it. And people open up their box, they get this cool, classically curated experience uh, with a a bourbon inside that is not available anywhere else in the world. So you can't buy it in a retail store. You can't get it at a restaurant. Can't get it through a distributor. It's only available to uh, members of the club. Yeah, and you're getting a sneak peek because those are just now being shipped to members. So. I like it. That's a, uh, that's a talk about a great uh, mail call, so to speak, um, getting yeah. one of those uh, del delivered to you. And, and we'll go a little further into it here in a second. Um, but even before then, Andy, as the president and CEO of a museum, what, what do you do on a daily basis? Um, well, I get to work with amazing people like Haley and, and uh, all of our other folks that uh, live into our mission of igniting the human spirit. We tell stories, right? I spent 25 years in television before this uh, sports and then television news and then hosted a morning show. And that is similar to my previous life. People are like, what does that have to do with being the president of the museum? We tell stories, right? So uh, it's great that we get to tell stories that last a little longer. They last for a year or they're permanent stories. But my goal every day is a fairly new museum is to mean more to more people every single day. Well, and, and you do that with so many different things. And, and like Haley said, with her, her job as the unicorn wrangler there at Berman Limited, that is one of your newest things that you guys ha have launched. And um, how does it work? I mean, I know you gave the, the Cliff Notes version of, you know, that you're able to get stuff sent directly, but how do folks sign up? I'm guessing there's a, a cost. How often does it happen and, and so forth? Um, so to sign up, you go to bourbon.limited. Um, and the sign up page is right there. Membership is 100% free and you can cancel at any time. Um, if you do cancel, then of course you might lose your spot because you go to the end of the line. Um, but it's, it's totally free. And for $200 plus tax and shipping, um, every other month you're going to get, um, like what Andy said is, um, completely exclusive bourbon. 
and the events that we were talking about. We're gonna do virtual events um, so that everyone can participate and then we'll do in-person events um, for those of, those who can get down and, uh, to the distillery and see it. It's all based on the scarcity. You know, all the folks that are huge bourbon enthusiasts, I'm one of them too, and we have the ability to bring great bourbon consumers. We message to a lot of them to these great Kentucky bourbon brands. And it's based on the idea of everybody who goes and stands in line outside of Peerless or Rabbit Hole or Mictors or any of these great brands for their uh, limited launches. We're basically making it easy for them. We're taking things that are scarce. There's only so much of it. And uh, we're delivering it right to your doorstep for a small fee. <laughs> which is what what you would expect but there, it's a nice convenience that you don't have to go and, and stand in line especially i think today as we're talking you know it's like 25 degrees outside with a little bit of snow that kept trying to to blow there for for a while now for the first offering that that folks got that chance in line to to get can you talk a little bit about it so folks might have an idea of what what to expect down the road if they sign up i am so glad you asked because the first offering is our first, but Peerless is oldest. So Peerless is our neighbor, um, literally right down the street. And they have been an amazing first partner in this. And they have offered our members the opportunity to buy the first juice that went in the barrels when they opened their distillery. Um, so it's the oldest bourbon they've ever bottled. And it's just for us. It's really amazing. Their and master distiller, Caleb, uh, you know, we're asking for tasting notes and you don't really have them until the, it's, it's, a, it's a small batch reserve. So until they mingle these barrels together, they don't know exactly what they're going to get. Um, and Caleb was so excited when he tasted it. He, he called Corky Taylor and Carson Taylor, the two owners and founders in to say, this is really great bourbon. You got to come taste it. So they had a little party there at Peerless and then they sent us these little tasting bottles, and I can assure you it is outstanding. You will get a full-size bottle if you're in the member <laughs> club, but these are for us to, to share with folks and um, to promote the program. And then you, you kind of mentioned you, you have great partners. Are you allowed to say who those are or who you're hopeful for? or how, who, What can folks expect as, as uh, you know, Bourbon Limited continues to roll out? Yeah, so great question. The um, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail is now like 39 distilleries. It, it, it is expanding all the time to people who are not even Kentucky brands, and there are a few of those are coming to Kentucky because of the value. They say 95% of the bourbon in the world is made in Kentucky. 100% of the good bourbon is made in Kentucky. So everybody wants to come to Kentucky. Um, Peerless is our first launch. Uh, Wilderness Trail is our second, and Haley was the first to see that bottle. Um, she was at the distillery yesterday, uh, interviewed some of the owners and master distillers, and, and, and they sent back. And that's got the Bourbon Limited logo on the side there. Um, again, they're doing not only bourbons that are exclusive to people in the club, but uh, that's a rye but also bottling that has the logo on it or some of our other partners are doing um, really cool stuff. Rabbit Hole is doing an artist label that they're commissioning an artist to paint something about Kentucky on the label. Um, we're working with Blue Run, one of the new and emerging great high rye bourbons and Jim Rutledge, the longtime master distiller at Four Roses is the master behind their product. 
so yeah, we're we're in. We've got a number lined up uh, for our first year, and we had two meetings this week for new brands that are coming on all the time. That, that is awesome. So a little bit of everything, and and something that folks will get to experience a whole variety of of bourbons and whiskeys from from Kentucky and. It's not just bourbon that is at the the museum. I know you also launched a new exhibit called uh, Kentucky Rivalries as well. Yeah, just uh, beginning of November. And th- this is an exhibit kind of based on Kentucky's rivalrous spirit that dates all the way back to the Hatfield McCoys, who yeah. were actually inspiration, many don't know, for the, the show Family Feud. You know, the show Family Feud, that was that was inspired by the, the Hatfield-McCoy dispute that families actually later went on the show in the late 70s and they had their cash prizes but also battled for a pig which was the original <laughs> dispute in the feud um but but mostly it's a sports um story the university of kentucky and the university of louisville have a huge heated rivalry several national championships between them uh, we've got several um High school rivals that date back to the 1800s, uh, DuPont Manual and Manuel is the oldest back to 1893, I think. Um, so it, it's been a, a ton of fun. Uh, it's really highly interactive. The high five was invented here in Louisville, Kentucky. Did you know that? I did not. Haley got to high five the, the original high fiver, I, Wiley Brown. I did. I did. And he was very sweet because I, there was no shot I was going to be able to jump up and <laughs> get his high five. So we kind of like lowered it down, but yeah, it was, it was great. So they, uh, Wiley tells the story in the exhibit. He was here for the opening. It was back in the early eighties when Louisville was super athletic and they had the high, the high flying dunking team. Uh, and people used to get five, get five, get five. And Derek Smith and Wiley Brown said up high. And that was captured on, national television you hear al mcguire talking about it like you know it's like we just assume there's always been the high five there wasn't yeah. the high five before that time before the 80s isn't that crazy to think about yeah it, it is wild and that's what's so cool about seeing stuff that you, that you all are able to do is to tell that those stories and 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 like you mentioned one of the biggest stories if you're coming to kentucky one of one of the famous bees is the bourbon and and you're you're the official um, the Welcome Center, the official starting point for the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. How did that all come about? Uh, because I feel like that's a really cool thing to to be part of. Yeah, it really is. And it's so important for us and, and helps us to expand our brand. Um, the chairman of our board, Mac Brown, is a Brown from Brown Foreman. He, he worked with Chris Morris, who is the master distiller at Woodford Reserve. After our founder passed, we were a history museum and they were looking for a new place for the museum to land. So they started working on this bourbon tourism experience. Bourbon tourism in in Kentucky has gone from 700 to 900 to 1.2 to 1.7 to 2.1 million this year. People that come to Kentucky for bourbon tourism. All the distillers do a great job telling the story of how to make the bourbon, but we tell the story of why Kentucky, uh, bourbon, the category, um, and all, so Louisville Sluggers here, uh, the Muhammad Ali Museum's here, um, the uh, Kentucky Derby Museum's here, I was director of marketing at the time, all of those great attractions have something we don't have, in that their brand is in their name, or the Fraser History Museum, we're named after our founder, Alexander Brown Fraser. 
Um, so to attach ourselves with the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, which does have a national and international brand, was really important. So we had to, we built a multi-million dollar exhibit, and, and there are a lot of different parts of the state that wanted to be the official starting point. Um, we had to uh, get that designation in contract with the Kentucky Distillers Association. I was one of the people that presented at the board meeting. Basically, in, in any partnership, you have to offer value. And what we were offering was a chance to manage the concierge service. They do a lot of legislation. They get laws changed that favor the industry. They didn't have people to answer the phones every day and to manage people's uh, tourism experience. And we did. So we built the Welcome Center, got that designation. And it has been really, really important to what we do. And there are so many different revenue streams that come in because of that designation. Well, and, and then you also. No, that was great. And I was going to say, and, and because of that, you also have things such as the Spirit of Kentucky Bourbon exhibition there as well. Yeah. Yes. So um, essentially, the majority of the third floor of our museum is is dedicated to the bourbon industry. And it's fabulous. You can walk through and it discuss the water and the limestone and the earth and why Kentucky is just the perfect place to make bourbon. So it's very interactive and very cool. And then we have a display of, um, you know, mini stills, a uh, bunch of vintage bottles. And then we have the bourbon hall and it is incredible. We have a bottle of every single expression being produced in Kentucky at this time on display. Um, and if you're in the know, there's a secret little panel Priscilla? Yeah. Yeah. Tell there's a <laughs> secret panel that leads to a speakeasy. Ooh. So you're just walking down the hall and it's just magnificent on its own. But then to push a panel in and go into this awesome speakeasy is just, it's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Bourbon is America's only native spirit. There is no other native spirit. Uh, and, and that's, you know, by legislation. Um, what happened was, you know, there, Kentucky shares something that Scotland uh, has, and there's this limestone shelf, and Ireland has the same thing. Uh, and that limestone shelf filters out the iron, which is really bad for uh, distilling spirits. So there was a, and we have more internal waterways than any state in the U.S. other than Alaska. So we have water in uh, through this limestone as a source, but then a means to transport. So that was a big part of how bourbon happened. There was also a um, incentive that rye whiskey with Pennsylvania, all, all those great distillers that came to America as immigrants east of here, when they came west, the plentiful crop was corn. And so by designation, bourbon is at least 50% corn in the mash bill. People were given land if they agree to grow corn and build a structure. And Kentucky's perfect because of the climate. Like you were just talking about, it's like 25 degrees out today and it was 80 two weeks ago. <laughs> um, you know, it's like a sweltering 110 humidity in the summer. Um, so what differentiates us again from the countries that you mentioned, with the climate changes we have, we can make a fantastic bourbon yeah. in just a few years compared to, you know, 20 years. Yeah, and I think most of your viewers and listeners probably know, but bourbon goes into the barrel as a clear spirit. 
uh, it's corn whiskey and there's no color, but that climate change makes it go in and out of the wood and the barrel more frequently forces in, out, in, out, in, out. And that that's what brings the great aroma and taste of Kentucky bourbon. And Can you I, tell we love what we do? I, I, just a little bit. And, and that's probably <laughs> what folks will realize when they get there is just the, the amount of attention and care that goes in there. And also, like you said earlier, it's not just ex exhibitions and things like that. There is a lot of living history and so forth, such as, you know, with, with, your, with your bourbon experience, you can go to cocktail classes, the flight yes. club, and so much more that you can do and experience. Yeah, it's great. The, do you know about the flight club? Do you want to tell them about Sure. Uh, go well, for it. Do you, do you, Jonathan, do you know about it? A little bit. I, I've, re I've read a little bit about it, but I just love the name no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. So some of those things, you know, you listen to your customers, right? We, we originally built a tasting experience. It was called the Ready, Set, Go experience. And it was based on the idea that um, we are getting people ready, set to go on the Kentucky bourbon trail. So they got to learn what it is that makes it bourbon. They, they get a tasting of three different things. They get an education, get a little degree, and then off you go with knowledge to go to all the distilleries. That, that Those are successful. They sell a whole lot. Um, we work with Louisville Tourism to create the, the, the old fashioned, the official cocktail. We wanted people to be able to come in and craft their own cocktail. These are for the not as snobby advanced bourbon enthusiasts like this is the big audience make a cocktail have fun with your friends well this year at the beginning of the year um uh, i'm in two meetings the same day one's with the kentucky distillers association one is with louisville tourism and they both identify what has become a problem in downtown louisville which is people are coming to kentucky and they're coming to main street they want to go on the kentucky bourbon trail but they hadn't booked anything in advance and so there is more demand than inventory right now. So we challenged our team and they weren't thrilled at first when we did, like we got to build more tasting experiences and they have to be done in three weeks, you know, <laughs> in a tough staffing climate. But, and then we developed these little cards that we gave to all the other distillers on main street, and all the hotels. And when they have someone who says, gosh, I, I'm disappointed. I can't get in. They say, well, you can get in down the street, hit this QR code. So we have a whole lot of walk-up traffic to experience Flight Club, the old-fashioned cocktail experience, and unfiltered truth tasting, and then that ready, set, go tasting. That, that is awesome. And and it, it just goes back to being able to experience things, try new things, and and so forth. And, um, you know, you even have stuff such as, like, the Pappy Van Winkle family collection there. And you mentioned cool Kentucky. So, I mean, it's bourbon, but it's also history to Kentucky and even a uh, contemporary history. Yeah. Um, cool. Kentucky is, was a product of COVID, but, but Todd Spencer, who is the president of Joe Anderson, a friend of mine, and he, they worked on us on building this brand where the world meets Kentucky. And we, he's been working and working to try to find something we could do. And we came up with cool Kentucky because I basically say it's aha moments about the state of Kentucky. People come in and they go, oh, my gosh, I didn't know George Clooney was from here. Oh, are those his overalls from Oh Brother Where Are That? Well, yes, they are. And Jennifer Lawrence is from here and Johnny Depp. And here's the boat that Tori Merton rode across the Atlantic. It's the first woman to ever row across the Atlantic. There's a Corvette sitting there. The only place you can buy a Corvette in the world is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, all the other 
museums around the state are represented inside. And, you know, we called their directors and said, hey, what will you give us for this? And they're like, I don't know. What do you want? What's going to make people really want to come to your place? So it's got to be really cool. So that's kind of what cool Kentucky is. It's a great introduction to the state for people who come here and inspires them to want to stay in the state with their tourism dollars. That's really important because Louisville tourism, Kentucky state tourism, tourism bureaus are, are, are funded by heads and beds, hotel taxes. So that makes them want to send people here because they want to, then they can go to three or four other places that they learn are interesting. Um, so, so that's a really important exhibit for, for what we do. And then you had mentioned, what was the other one? I lost. You also have you stuff as like the Pappy Van Winkle family collection. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all sorts of things. I spoke with Julian Van Winkle yesterday morning, and he's like, "How long are we going to keep Pappy up?" You are the first to know. Are you ready to find out? You, I other am. Than Julian Van Winkle, who created the Pappy Van Winkle brand, that exhibit will be on view for one more year through the end of calendar twenty three, uh, and then we'll replace it with another uh, thematic bourbon uh, exhibit. But that is such a cool exhibit. Everybody knows the Pappy Van Winkle brand. My favorite thing in it is Pappy used to golf and his dog was his caddy. And people were like, oh, come on, that's not true. We have pictures of him with his dog carrying his bag behind him at the Audubon Country Club here. And we have the golf clubs that he carried. And of course, all the brands, there's every Pappy, which people are like, oh my gosh, that case is amazing. It is amazing. It's worth a lot of money. Then there's another case that is, originals all the brands that pappy worked on when he was the master distiller and salesman at stitzel weller that's worth about 10 times more than the pappy van winkle <laughs> so it's it's great stories and it's fun to partner with really cool people in the industry and fun people throughout the state and, and telling stories and well and then you also have some new ones that i know for sure are coming in 2023 i believe one is the uh, barrels of heart that'll launch in february Yes, we just had a, a meeting about that yesterday. Um, we're working with Morgan Hancock, and she is, has been a fantastic partner. Um, so essentially, she procured 20 barrels and has interviewed over 100 artists and has chosen 20 of them to decorate, um, well, about 20 of them to decorate these, to paint and decorate these barrels. And we're going to display them. And I say about 20 of them because they're um, in one situation, I know there are three artists that are working together on it, um, but they're going to be displayed throughout Cool Kentucky, and you can come in, and we're going to get the public to vote on their favorite, um, and the um, it's going to benefit three different charities that help feed and offer food and shelter for uh, people here in Kentucky that need help. And it's going to so. benefit the artists, specifically the one who wins. Yes, yes. But it's it's really very interesting. Like um, one of the first gentlemen that she featured was, is an artist that um, I believe he works as a nurse and he has four children and three of his children are autistic. And he started finger painting as a way to escape. And, and, um, and awesome. yeah, and he paints these amazing things using just his fingers, which blows my mind because I, I, can drink and talk about bourbon, but I can't paint it. <laughs> so, 
I totally understand what you mean. It, 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 and it's, it's a cool thing. And, and I, and I love to hear stuff like that. And, you know, for those that, you know, go, well, I've been there before I've, I've been back, you know, what, 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 what makes me want to come back to the, the Fraser museum? I'm guessing it's stuff like that. And the new, new things that you'll see almost every time. Yes. New things all the time. And um, I'm not sure when, when, when was the last time you were here, Jonathan? It's been a long time. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to invite you back because it has changed so much. It changes every single year. Um, but what you might not realize is about six or seven years ago, we were an arms museum and the entire museum was filled with guns and armory and um, toy soldiers. Yeah. And it has evolved and changed so much. Um, I'm going to brag on Andy under Andy's leadership. He's changed it and it's, it's awesome. It's our staff. that's done an amazing job. And Haley's a leadership. Thank you. Haley's relatively new to our staff, but she did have like her parents and friends in town because she moved back and said, you know, there's something going on at the Fraser. So there is this energy about what's happening here. And honestly, if you were here more than five years ago, you would not recognize the place. The entrance is different. You walk in a different door to get here. There are so many things that change. Uh, even our permanent exhibits like Cool Kentucky, we're about to give it a real shot in the arm with all new stories because we take things on loan for that one from other places, and then we change it out every two years. Um, so it is, it, it, Mr. Frazier, our founder, um, was amazing, and he had this passion for historic arms, and we still have some of them. We have Teddy Roosevelt's Big Stick. We've got an arrow and quiver from Geronimo. We've got George Washington's long arm rifle. So we still have some of that really incredible historic stuff. Um, and, and that's all displayed now in the Founders Gallery. But what we didn't have when it was all that was repeatability, which goes back to your question. You know, what 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 is new? What changes we now have these evolving stories? And we also have. Kentucky pride, which goes a long, long way. So where the world meets Kentucky is, is, is a draw for tourists coming in, but also a big draw for everybody here who wants to show off to their family who's visiting over Thanksgiving or Christmas, what it's all about. Um, and that helps. I'm glad you touched on Nord family. Cause I was going to jump in and say, we've talked about um, bourbon so much, but this really is a very family oriented museum. There are a lot of exhibits that are very interactive that the kids love. I've got three kids of my own, three boys, and they love coming here. Um, in the Cool Kentucky exhibit, we have, um, it, what would you call it? It's you stand up on a stair and you take a picture and the way they have it set up, it looks like you're going in to dunk a ball. It's, <laughs> it's so cool. And then we have Papa shots where they can battle and uh, throw footballs and, you know, like I said, just very, very interesting. L Lewis and Clark is oh, very Clark's. family friendly. And we're looking out a window right now at the Falls of the Ohio. It is the reason Louisville is here and the reason that 15 people on that original Lewis and Clark expedition were from Louisville, Kentucky. It's a Kentucky story uh, that then spanned throughout. York was from Kentucky. Um, so many of the people there. And so we've got a real interactive family friendly where you get to take the expedition. You go through, mm -hmm. you know, tunnels and into teepees and uh, get to have that full experience. Go fishing, sit in a canoe, all those things. Yeah. And my boys love the shop. 
too. <laughs> they have tons of really cool, like old school toys and things that, you know, honestly, I grew up with, but it's, yeah, it's like, right. <laughs> it's cool and new to them. It's nostalgic and, it, and it's fun and it, it brings back. Nostalgic. And it brings back memories. And you guys answered kind of my last question because there truly is something for everyone there, whether it's the bourbon lover, the bourbon lover that has kids and is bringing them along the journey too, or just, you know, folks that are in town to, to check things out. I mean, there really is something for everyone there. It is the most common reaction that we get, whether people come here because they're coming for a wedding or a corporate event or, or, or coming, you know, for a facility rental thing or, or a party or one of our bourbon events. Every time someone says, I had no idea that you had all this stuff. I had no idea. We did a free membership campaign a couple of years ago and, and picked up 24,000 extra members um, just because we understood that people didn't know who we were and what we did. And we are continuing that effort and we are going to do in 2023 uh, a, a big focus on expand, expanding our brand statewide. So everybody knows we are where the world meets Kentucky. We're going to actually tell a story about each of Kentucky's 120 counties in, in a rich and full and uh, fulfilling way. I, I love that. And, and Andy and Haley, I, I appreciate you taking the time to tell the, the story of all the stories that you have there at the Frazier Museum. And, and this was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was great to come, be with you. Good luck to you. Good luck and come see us soon.